I respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of country on the land on which we meet, and pay my respect to their elders past and present, and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. This episode was recorded on the land of the people of the Yugambia language region. Warning. The following podcast may contain material that some people may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Confessions of an ex-sex addict. The sexy self-help series that will remove stigma, educate and inspire through true stories, qualifications and transformation. With Belinda Love, Australia's love and empowerment coach. Strap yourself in. This gets real, raunchy and may trigger emotions. So listener discretion is advised. They're not rejecting you, they are rejecting your request. And that was massive for me, I was like, oh, like what? <laughs> My theory about coming out is really, I don't think we, any of us should really have to come out. Like, uh, I, I, it's like, who cares? Like, just be you and accept people for who they are. Why do we have to come out? In our coaching segment of Confessions of an Ex-Sex Addict, Australia's qualified love and empowerment coach, Belinda Love, offers actionable tools to implement into your life for self-love and relationship transformation. So get comfy, be coachable, and grab a pen. You'll want to take some notes down from this episode. Hi, I'm Belinda Love and welcome to episode 13. This is our coaching episode where I'm interviewing Adam Cox, our gay dating and self-worth coach. We did interview him in episode 12 of where we had our conversation around his experiences and our topic and theme of the week is virginity. So as you know, I'm bisexual and I lost my virginity to a man and a woman, which you can listen to in my confessions episode. And so did Adam. (laughs) You'll hear more about that in the last episode. But today is all about coaching and I'm going to ask some amazing questions so that you can take away this information and apply it into your life. Let's, I'll stop talking. Let's bring him out. Hi, Adam. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back. I got changed for you. Oh, did you? <laughs> you don't need to change for me. Oh, You're great as you want. <laughs> Pardon the, the dad joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Don't exactly. change for anyone. No, no way. No way. Well, our last episode was really raw and I want to thank Mm -hmm. you for being so vulnerable and sharing intimate details of your life. I think Mm -hmm. uh, people who don't truly understand uh, how it works, being gay or bi, uh, will get Mm -hmm. some great insights into that process um, from that Mm -hmm. conversation. But today Mm -hmm. I want to get some tools, tips, ideas and coaching for Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm specifically work with gay men Mm. for your gay men out there um and Mm. i call you uh the grinder so so you take men from (laughs) grinder to grounded in love (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty accurate that's pretty accurate right so what do you think is the most the biggest problem or issue or challenge with online dating for for men at the moment I actually want to just put a, like a really quick caveat into this that um, whilst I do this for um, gay men, it does go a lot across the board. And there's a lot of women that are coming to me that have been like, oh my God, this is really helpful because <laughs> it's really relatable. Right? It's really mm-hmm. relatable in that, in that kind of space. So um, what I find is the biggest challenge overall with online dating and connection is this actually there's two things number one you 
don't get a sense of somebody's presence, right? And we're mm. talking about their energetic signature, their state of being. Like you can now even get AI to write a, a bio for you and put it up there, right? You can have wow. images done that are, you know, professionally done if you really wanted to, to get the right angle, to do all these things to to make you um, look a certain way. Just go and have a look at Instagram or Facebook and you can see it. Well, it's the same thing that's happening. Right. And then there's a mismatch because the initial perception of what somebody reads or sees online isn't always a direct matchup to how that person actually is in their life. Yeah. It's true. That's number one. Yeah. yeah. That's so, that's number one. Okay. And and yep. if you, I want to come back to how you overcome that if you want to do that now or after the next challenge or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's go that now and then I'll talk to you about the second one. How do you overcome that? The secret to overcoming that is to be so boldly authentic mm. that you can open up a conversation that has depth um, with ease, right? And I talk about when I'm coaching um, uh, my clients, I talk about four levels of authenticity. Right, there's authenticity to self, there's authenticity to other, there's authenticity to group, and then there's authenticity in public. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And everybody's got these different levels of authenticity. It's not that anybody's not being authentic. It's just like, where are you feeling safe to be authentic? So, for example, I would put on my profile that I had a crystal meth addiction for 10 years. Right. Now, that is going to trigger the fuck out of a lot of people. Yes, it would open me up to judgment. And also, it gives, A, an opportunity for someone to go, oh, my God, wow, yes, I was there too. Or somebody was like, wow, what was that like? Like, I've never even touched it. Like, you know, tell me about it. And clearly, they don't have an issue. And the thing is, it's not about getting as many dates as you can or as getting many swipes or checks or messages or whatever the thing is. That's the fucking wrong game. It's about being so boldly authentic that you actually don't have to work hard that guys or girls or whatever it is that you're you're looking for right is attracted to you because you are so present and authentic and you can express that through words it's not like oh yeah i'm funny and i'm kind and i'm loyal and i'm this dog and this is what i do for a job and this is what i do for weekends it's like fucking boring mm. right like you know to to flip all that around is like um you know uh Give me a Mad Max movie and my dog sitting on my lap while you cook me spaghetti bolognese, we drink red wine and we tell really inappropriate jokes together. Kind of like, <laughs> it's just like a quick thing. It's like, oh shit, like I can picture that. That's like, that's a situation mm. rather than a, just a checkbox kind of thing. Like the art of storytelling. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's not, it's not foolproof from the online perspective, but mm. at least there's realness and there's aliveness there and like have all the good stuff, right? Have your highlight reel. Fuck yes. And yes. also have, there should be like a list of like, here's the potential deal breakers. I reckon that should be on every profile. Like let's just mm -hmm. get it over and done with. Let's just clear the air. So there's no <laughs> uncomfortable conversations. Don't judge someone because everybody's got their own fucking list of that shit and yeah. just go like, let's just be real. And now we can have a human to human connection that's based on truth and real authenticity. Um, and that's where things really start to ramp up and, and really shift up to a gear.
Yeah. So like lifting the mask of what you think you should portray yourself as and just authentically sharing about yourself. Yes. Yeah. 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 One of my favorite sayings is because people are afraid of rejection. And yes. it's like it's like the fear of abandonment as well. Mm. They're they're survival tools. But yes. my saying is Nutella. So can I ask you a question? You want to play with me for a second? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> How many people in the world do you think love Nutella on a percentage basis? Oh, oh that's pretty high because it's fucking good. It um, is. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go. Let's. I'm gonna go above fifty. I'm gonna go like. Let's go. I'm going to say 70%. Let's go 70%. Yeah, okay. Some people say 100%. So, and I've done the numbers. We've crunched the numbers. So if you take into account people who are allergic to nuts, who don't do sugar, who are more of a savoury person than a sweet tooth, Mm. um, who don't support palm oil industries, they're, Mm. you know, 10% of people buy Nutella on the planet, only 10%, but they're like... Five shelves in Woolworths alone. You know why? Because yeah, wow. it's so effing delicious. It doesn't change it. its flavor for all the people that don't doesn't like it. Uh, it yes. just focuses on who does like it, and it's yes. like hotcakes. Maybe it should be a hotcake. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> but that would be Nutella trying to be a hotcake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So be Nutella online and on dates because it doesn't matter who, you know, Dr. Seuss is coming out. It doesn't, don't mind. No, doesn't matter. Don't, <laughs> those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. And you're yes. Nutella yes. delicious and sweet. sweet. So I love, I love yes. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and to, yeah, to not get disheartened if someone doesn't swipe right on you. We make so 100%. much reading of that. Do you think that that's a thing? Oh. Yeah, like huge. Like we put so much meaning on shit that actually doesn't mean meaning. Um, mm. I would really like to share something that what you've just you've just suggested about this whole thing has brought up for me because it's like I just I wish the whole world would understand this. Um, yes. So I don't have permission to go into this because I think it's going to be yes, powerful. please. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not even. I think it's going to be powerful. It's fucking powerful. At the end of the day, let me ask you the question: How many people do you actually want to be with for the purpose of a romantic relationship in your life? Yeah, one. Well, one. unless you're animals, but for me, one. Yeah. Yeah, like one for the most part, and like mm. you know, some people might say, "Hey, I want to be a hundred. Right? If that's your thing, there's an there's an approach for that. But I think there's a lot of people for the majority of people are looking for like that one and only kind of thing, yes. right? So here's how, how I work it out. Let's just say there's for argument's sake, 8 billion people in the world. Let's call half of them male, half of them female. Congratulations, you get to choose from the 8 million. Those are only like one, <laughs> one sex, you know, you've chopped down that number, right? Let's just then take that number again, again, for argument's sake, call half of them gay um, and half of them, you know, and I'm using loose terminology here, all right, just to the examples half of them gay, half of them straight. So then that number's gone down to 2 billion. Now we're going to chop down the number even more because there's going to be 30, you know, um, people within an age group, right? There's going to be a certain age group that's not really for you and both sides, so that comes down even more. And then you'd be like, okay, like, well, let's talk about um, what language they speak because obviously you want to be communicating. Now, again, it's not necessarily a deal breaker. There are people that get together different languages, but it's not typically, you know, a high number. So we're going to drop that number down again. 
and you see the way that I see it is like so many people are trying to get the numbers up. Like, oh, I've got to meet the guys. I've got to go to like the, all these dates. I've got to put on the best impression. I've got to get all this stuff. And they're trying to like improve their chances. But what they're missing out on is they're trying to get the external to match in when all they've got to do is just be so boldly authentic within their own self that the, mm. the, the right person will come along and be like, oh, there's that person. I can actually fucking see them because they're real and authentic and there. It makes it so much easier rather than trying to impress someone just for the sake of getting a date or potentially starting a relationship and falling in love rather than just going, you know what? It's one person. So rather than sacrificing myself and I'm Nutella and trying to be a hotcake, yeah. I'm just going to be in fucking Nutella, right? And I'm just going to be Nutella every single fucking day. And I'm going to love my whole experience. And it gets to a point where whether you're in a relationship or not, it actually doesn't fucking matter because you're so in love with who the fuck you are. Yeah. And the universe is like, here you go. And then you'll find a hot cake to put your Nutella on. Yes! <laughs> yeah. 100%. So that's the approach, right? And that fits into the, the part I was talking about before with that online perspective is like just be so you. Mm. right and get yourself into a space where you can be so you get people around you work with people mm. so you can feel safe to do that so you can open up so that who you are is just you all the fucking time and you can exactly. get on a podcast and talk about your deepest darkest secrets and like they're fucking nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then it you become so in love with who you are not from an ego yeah. perspective but yeah. from a gratitude perspective that yeah. when someone doesn't swipe right or doesn't say yes to a second date you have no attachment to that you actually are grateful for the fact that they aren't wasting your time because you're not a compatibility match rather than making it mean you're not worthy or that you're not good enough yes and every no is closer to the yes because you're actually just you're getting you want a smaller pool of people if you had to pick out between choosing between one and a thousand or one and a billion you would choose from one of the thousand. You're like, well, at least there's a thousand. Well, how do I get to the thousand? Well, I'm just going to be all that I am and somebody's coming along to match up to that, yes. right, rather than trying to please other people, which, you know, I'm very good at doing. <laughs> and that, that that's just, if you are a people pleaser, that's just a fear of abandonment or fear of rejection playing out in your life. So, and once you fulfill the the idea of I'm lovable and get to that point of loving yourself wholeheartedly, you will stop people pleasing. Mm. Yes. But there are, there's a journey to that. Yes, there is. Thank you for sharing that. I, I want to go back to the theme of the week, which I've, I've sure. gone a bit sideways. <laughs> oh, great <laughs> content. No, that's my fault. Um, it's going back to virginity. So I want sure. the younger men and women listening to this mm. to to mm. be able to navigate losing their virginity for the first time. If they're uncertain about their sexuality, um, if you can guide them through some of your best tips because you uh, experienced both. Yeah. My first, my first thing is consent. consent. I think really we've, we've got to really look at the safety first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, is safety to give and safety to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's first and foremost. Um, and it's one um, request or, or consent per act. So it's not like, can I kiss you and then I'm going to go and slip my fingers in. 
it doesn't work that way, <laughs> right? There might be like this. Saying, yeah. Right? Like, can I kiss you? And it's like, hey, you know, and then things might start to get a little bit more, hey, is it all right if I touch you here? Mm. You know, you know, how are you feeling? Are you comfortable? Like, just like the check-in, right? We've got, we like, we're two human beings here. We've really, really got to have a look that you have a desire and somebody else, yes, they might have a desire, but it might, might not be exactly the same as what you have. And you've really got to look at that. So that's first and foremost. And that is also based around communication. It's about being able to ask a question and just do those little check-ins at all times. Um, once those those um, those levels have been established, it's not always a green light, but it's at least like, oh, I know what you like. You get to know the person that you're being intimate with, especially when it comes down to if you are losing your virginity, there's you know the bases, so to speak, for lack of better terminology to go through. These require nurture. They require safety. And the thing is, both sides, it's one person's not feeling safe in that experience, that can be a traumatizing experience that can fuck them up for many, many, many years. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes people can feel so pressured into doing that, they don't know how to say no. Yes. Yeah. 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 So and that's that's why it's so important to have those conversations like so early on, like so early on, just to be into that space where, you know, you nobody know, like especially, you know, let's say for the majority of people, Let's say they're, they're losing their virginity somewhere in their teenage years, right? And I don't know what the exact age is or the, the hotspot. Yeah, Legally is 16, but I think it's it's getting much younger now yeah. with, with social media and dating apps and all of that stuff. It's, it's huge. Yeah, it's a bit scary. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, being able to have that conversation with somebody and, you know, again, like, both men and women being able to tune in and trust their intuition and, and kind of know when there's a little bit of a nudge, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, this it's such a complex web of it, but the safety is like such a big piece. And I'll just continue to harp on about that, like a hundred percent of the time. Um, and then the next part is, you know, there's a level of curiosity. Um, and all I will say to that is allow yourself to be curious You've come into this physical body, into this experience where you are, you know, at whatever age you are searching and looking for that, um, that person to, to have sex with or to be intimate with or anything like that. And, you know, you're going to have a first time and you're not going to be all that good at it. And they're going to be having a first time too. And they're not going to be all so good at it. You know, like have that curiosity and the exploration and the conversation and the connection and the consent and all those things come together. And um, have the ability to have a conversation afterwards as well if it feels appropriate. And would you suggest to sort of take it off the pedestal? So instead of putting it up here and thinking it's this almighty thing, nurturing it and worship mm. and and what not worshiping, what's the right word? Mm. Nurturing the fact that it's your first time, but not putting mm. the pressure on you of this is my first time. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's such a big thing. Um, you know, t- yeah, taking the pressure off um, in that sort of space. I think it would be really good if there was actually um, no level of guilt or judgment around people being curious around their sex, mm. right? Like yeah. it's natural, right? You know, a girl's getting a period, guy starts to get hard, you know, you have your first orgasm by masturbating. Now you're curious and what's it done? It's done behind closed doors. It's don't tell anybody about it. Nobody needs to know. And already 
before anything has happened, there's a level of guilt and judgment that is cycling within the human body of I shouldn't be doing this or what happens if I get caught, which assumes automatically that what I'm doing is wrong and it's not. Mm, And there's shame attached to And then there's the shame cycle. And shame is the thing that eats people up. Shame is the thing that leads people to go out on very deep levels to go and commit, commit, you know, heinous crimes, whether that is sexual abuse or rape or some sort of physical violence or emotional manipulation or psychological manipulation. All of these things are linked to this I am not enoughness piece coming back into the worthiness that we spoke about a little bit earlier. It's like feel worthy, feel okay, be authentic, be yourself, allow yourself to heal from all of those things that you can stand proudly and then you can have beautiful sexual experiences that are are filled with consent and kindness and care and respect and Mm -hmm. women can feel safe if we're talking about the male and female dynamic women can feel safe to surrender and let go and the man gets to be in his manhood and really be into that space of the director so to speak and the roles can of course swap but it then plays with ease rather than fear yes yeah or obligation obligation yes because it's like oh i'm a certain age now i have to lose my virginity or you know there is no right or wrong as long as you're of legal age and, and it's consented, it, yeah. it, it's up to you when it's the right time. Yes. So do you, you know, young men are growing up and they're, they're realising that they're, they're gay. Mm. What is there any top advice or tips that you would like to pass on to that generation about, you know, losing their virginity or coming out, for example, or, you know, I'd love to hear from you about that. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like this authenticity piece is, um, is really powerful here. Um, and I come back to again, safety, the one person you don't need to find. It's not about telling everybody. It's, it's just, if you feel like you want to share this, find that one friend that you just feel like fully safe with, that you are like 90 to 95% sure (laughs) that if you tell them, they'll be like, <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> like it's not even a thing, right? Because it's actually not, but in somebody's mind, it is, right? Yeah. And for some people, that would be a gay man or a gay woman or, or somebody who has already been through the experience, mm-hmm. right? They're going to be able to relate and just to be able to be in that space. That's number one. Um, I mean, you've got to admit it to yourself before you can admit it to another. So that's the next level. And then there's kind of like a space where you're starting to connect with a community, right? And it doesn't, again, it's not about everybody, but it's feeling safe in a community. So that you're building a network of people that have got you because Mm. it's not always going to go down well, right? And I'm talking specifically around sexuality for anyone here, but build up some people that are there so that when you do have to go and have the hard conversations, usually with family or, you know, people within, you know, business, depending on career, depending on what roles they're, they're taking on, um, then you've got a fallback kind of thing where people can actually support you and actually allow yourself to be supported by these people um, because nobody can tell you what's going to happen. Nobody can tell you what's going to have a response. 
not about the response. It's about you coming into alignment with who the fuck you really are, being truly authentic so that you can be free. So you don't have a, a, a just this cloud over your head all the time. What happens if they find out? 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 Mm. I'm found out. Yeah. yeah. Hey, right? I'm here. Yeah. And that's a, such a big reason why gay pride is in existence because it is such a huge momentum to get mm-hmm. to that point, to be able to say, you and I sitting down here on this, um, <laughs> you know, you're talking about your experience as a bisexual woman, me more so as a gay man. But that is such a deep space for people to do. Anybody that's coming out, that would be the exact process that would guide them through every single time. Amazing. My theory about coming out is really, I don't think we any of us should really have to come out. Like. Uh. I, sure. I, it's like who cares like just be you and accept people for who they are why do we have to come out about I don't have to come mm-hmm. out that I'm spy or well others straight people don't have to come out that they're straight yeah. exactly yeah. yeah so just don't worry about coming out really just yeah. be yourself have your support network yeah and the conversations from what I'm taking from what you're saying Adam is is not about coming out it's more about allowing you to be free to be authentically yourself yes yeah and that, and that's really what it is it's that that expression and you know it's like you know you ever tried somebody to you know to someone that's like really worrying about something if you go up to someone and go oh, don't worry about it well their mind is already in a pattern of thinking based on the emotional state that they've created right, from an experience that's happened in the past, whether something was said, something's happened, something they got rejected, right, or their request got rejected, something happened that led them to believe that I um, I'm, I shouldn't be who I am, mm. right? And their thoughts are running rampant. You can't shut that shit down. You can mm. drink it away. You can numb it with drugs if you wanted to. You can watch porn. You can do all these things to try and solve it, but that voice is still there until you address the emotional core, the root of what's mm. going on. And the root and the healing and the transformation takes place in safe spaces. Yes. The safe space has to be there. It 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 has to be there. One person is all you need. And when you feel one person, 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 you normalize it just a little bit more. And then you meet someone else and you're like, ah, oh. tell someone else, ah, oh. normalize, 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 normalize. Third person, mm. fourth person, fifth person, group right um in a quick like really quick example of this only like three years ago i went away to a men's uh, men's retreat and i was the only gay man there and i was in a room of straight dudes and i was like this is my biggest fear showing up because i came out almost for the second time but this time with a room full of straight men it was the most unsafe that i my my nervous system was thinking i'm going to be rejected Nobody's going to like me. They're going to think I'm trying to hit on them. They think that I'm going to perv on them. There's all this like all this shit coming up. But I chose to be in that space and just receive because I was. I felt I was in a space, safe space to do that, and that just allowed me to step to another level. Which I think also your presence would would have allowed the, the men there to work on on their concerns or fears or those judgments that they might have had coming up so we often run from situations but we're we're to protect ourselves but we're being stingy at times we're, we're being stingy mm-hmm. in the lessons that we can have and stingy in the learnings we can offer 
through being there yeah. and present in that situation. So I, ad- yeah. I admire you for that courage um, in that scenario. Mm. And I'm sure you, you had a ripple effect there in that environment. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was powerful. It was really powerful. So in in summary, mm-hmm. the being the theme around virginity, and I think a lot of despite the fact that you work with gay men, absolutely everything that you have we have spoken about today <laughs> applies to humans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not, doesn't matter what gender you identify as or are or mm. what your sexuality is, there's mm. it, it applies to humans because we're we've all got the same mechanics. We're all meaning making mm. machines, uh, and we're yes. designed and rigged here to survive on the planet. Um, yes. and our nervous system will search for any challenge to to keep us yes. in alignment with survival, even if it's not really that bad, <laughs> becomes yes, yes. We talked about dating apps. My I would really love to summarise what you've spoken about today with regards to, I mean, virginity covers a big topic, you know, being intimate with someone, having that first conversation around your your sexuality um, and obviously dating comes under that, your first date, losing a virginity around going on a date mm. with somebody. What are, your, what are your top coaching tips that you can offer that would be really great for us to end on in this this chat today? We're talking around virginity. <laughs> We're talking virginity or sexuality or just sex in general. Or I, I would like to say, let's say, let's imagine yourself as nineteen-year-old Adam, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to really embrace my cat's just come to say, <laughs> embrace who you are. Um, coming from being with the woman and entering the world of, you know, being gay and experiencing men, what would you yeah. advise um, our our gay men who are stepping into that work world for the first time? Find someone that you look up to, um, somebody that feels like a safe role model for you. There's an ego-driven role model that you go, oh, I want to be like them because they look like this or they've had this level of success. But someone that can really sit down with you and have a heart-to-heart that will actually sit there to listen and to not tell you what to do but to more or less guide and answer some questions. Um, that's Could that be a coach it, like yourself as as well as a friend or men? Yeah. I mean, you need both. Mm. You know, it's like because the friend's going to be great and the friends can only tell you the advice that they've gone through. Um, a coach has the ability to support and nurture you through those experiences so that when you are stepping out, right, um, that they can support you through that process. Um, that's why coaching works so powerfully, but also having the friend network there. Like I'm an incredibly powerful coach and I've still got my shit that goes on and I've still got friends <laughs> that I can go and talk to and just sometimes it's just letting it go. And I literally sit down and go, I don't want any advice. I just need to share. That would be tip number Mm -hmm. one. Um, And actually just on that point, tip number two would be know when you go into a conversation, when you are having it, because it is about connection, right? And intimacy is about truth and authenticity. Lead with a conversation and say, hey, um, there's something I'd like to share. I don't want to be supported or I don't want to receive any feedback or guidance on this. I just want to share. Or, hey, um, I've got this challenge, this thing that's going on for me right now. Um, I'd really like to share it with you and I'd also like to receive your advice on what you would do in this situation, what your best advice would be. And that, again, just puts that line down so you can feel safe 
to be whatever you want in that moment. I often say to my friends when they ask me they need support, I say, do you want the friend or the coach? (laughs) Yeah. And the, the other thing that I would say is find an outlet that you can connect to yourself. And this goes for all human beings. That could be through music. That could be through nature. It could be through surf. I would recommend this as much as possible in a space that is not involved digitally. So you're not seeing it on your phone, right? So um, I only heard this the other day. It's like, you know, you could be really good at video games, but the skill level of that, yes, it can help you, but you'll only ever be as good in that video game. Whereas if you say take up Taekwondo, well, then you've got something that you could actually go and build upon. You can go and open a Taekwondo studio, but you're also taking with you the lessons and the training and the commitment and the attitude and the focus. And, you know, there's like life lessons in that. Um, so find a space that you can be in your in your zone, so to speak, um, and also lots of empty space so you can journal, reflect, just sit and be, whether it's watching the sunrise or watching the sunset, being in the ocean, um, just so you can connect to you and you don't always have an external stimulus coming in to feed you information about who you should be and what you should be doing. And the self-love piece as well. I think I love mm. I love what you say about that, the self-worth and and truly embracing who you are wholly and completely so that when we come up in life whether you're gay straight bi however you are you'll be able to manage the rejections or the abandonment because I don't believe there's any such thing as rejection it's a redirection um with power and and not feeling disempowered or unworthy um I love what you said about that today as well which was fantastic yeah. Ah, um, well, I believe that's everything that I wanted to ask you. Unless you wanted mm. to add anything in that we, I think we think you, I might might have missed, or no, I think we're pretty good. Um, the only thing I'll share on the last part because you just mentioned rejection, um, and this was taught by one of my mentors, um, Preston Smiles. Uh, he said they're not rejecting you; they are rejecting your request. Hmm. They're not rejecting you, they're rejecting your request. And when you take yourself out of it, and that was massive for me, I was like, oh, like what? <laughs> it's not me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if I said to you, Linda, would you like chocolate ice cream? And you went, no thanks, I don't like chocolate ice cream. Would you be like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, would I, you know, would that be this? No. Why? Because I'm not bound up into it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just a, It's just preference. Right, it's all it is. Would you like to go for a walk? No, I wouldn't like to go for a walk. Would you yeah. like to go for a swim? You know what? I really love swimming. Great, let's go swimming. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm. It's a different thing. So that's that's my last piece. I could keep going on, but that's my last piece. I gotta stop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I could too. They love Nutella or Vegemite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> stop getting offended. Yeah. You're so worthy of being with somebody that loves Nutella. <laughs> yes 100% (laughs) and those who mind don't matter those who matter don't mind I will say that better this time (laughs) Dr. C you have been amazing Adam I there were so many points in this conversation where I truly it truly resonated and hit a chord with me I don't know if you can hear that but my cat's trying to get out of the room (laughs) at the moment (laughs) um he does know how to do it but he's (laughs) (laughs) anyway he's being cheeky um 
thank you so much for your time and energy and sharing vulnerably your experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. Can you please share where people can find you so that if they want more guidance or to em- embrace your coaching, um, how can they get in touch? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at thecoxcoach.com. That's T-H-E-C-O-X coach.com. And you will also be able to visit the coxcoach.com. Sorry, Instagram, Facebook at the Cox Coach. They're the handles. And then you can go to the coxcoach.com and you can have a look at what I'm offering um, from there as well. But I'd love to love to connect and hear from you if this has really landed for you. Amazing. And you do you do one-on-one? Do you court do you do courses? How do you implement your coaching? Yeah, one-on-one is uh, definitely the most, the deepest and the most profound work. Mm. And um, there's also then the group because that is also relevant for a lot of people as well to be able to connect into that kind of community. Um, so that is specifically, the group work is specifically for gay men, um, but the one-on-one work is also available for men or women, straight, gay, purple, you know, it doesn't matter what you are, you know, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if, you're, if you're feeling the alignment and you feel the connections there and you would love some support, uh, then please reach out. We get to have a conversation. You know, it's a two-way street. It's one, you know, making sure that I'm a right fit for you. And then also that, um, you know, you're a right fit for me. So we get to play in that, in that space. Fantastic. Well, yeah. thank you Thanks, again. Brother. It's been such a pleasure. And yeah, um, I will reach out to you for more. If you if you're happy to come on again, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> different hell things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Amazing. Well, thank right. you so much, and I'll talk to you. Thank soon. you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Well, that was Adam. He has done an amazing job sharing some phenomenal coaching advice. I I do encourage you to go and listen to the last episode where he shared vulnerably about his personal experiences. Uh, So feel free to reach out to him if you want more. But next episode, I'm not revealing what's going on there yet, (laughs) but tune in. Make sure to give a follow and you can also get access to exclusive content and the private Facebook group by becoming a member. So if you want to subscribe, just go to the link in the description or in the bio, wherever you can find it. And I can't wait to see you in there. And if you do join, I give you a personalized mention in the next upcoming podcast. All right, that's me. I'm Belinda Love signing off, sending you love through the interwebs. Bye. Wowee. No one has ever told me any of those things. Thank you for tuning in to learn unique self-love and relationship tools in our coaching segment of Confessions of an Ex-Sex Addict from qualified life coach, NLP practitioner and ex-sex addict Belinda Love who's dedicated to transforming your self-love and relationship patterns. Thank you to all of our subscribers. You too can subscribe to the exclusive member section for bonus content. The link is in the description and bio. Or search Belinda Love Coach to find her social channels. That's it from us for now.